I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the Republic for which it stands, Under God. Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from my pillow. Towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. I mean, this is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. What a concept. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know you can get our six-piece My Towels, regular $69.98, now only $29.98. Or you can save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Also, we have bath sheets, bath towels, washcloths, hand towels, and so much more. And the best part, with your promo code, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all my towels. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. I am a soldier 
in the army of my God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. I had a dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly. While your parents were asleep, now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent. But you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. 
Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate, and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm. So they could padlock churches and steal the family farm. And keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail. And then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the solemn they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore. And then you send your youth to slaughter, filing other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died? Or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? Then people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. to recruit for a militia. God save King George! Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Roll another blunt. Uh, la, da, da, my room da, da, da. still mad. 
messed up, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I was gonna go to class before I got high. Come on, y'all. Check it out. I could have cheated and I could have passed, but I got high. I'm taking it next semester, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, because I got high. Because I got high, because I got high. Go to the next, go to the next, go to the next. Uh. I was gonna go to court yeah. before I got high. Uh. Ooh. I was gonna pay my child support, but then I got high. No, you wasn't. Uh. They took my whole paycheck, and I know why. Why, Because hey, I got high, because I got high, because I got high. From the cops, but I was high. Uh, I'm serious, man. I was gonna pull right over and stop, but I was high. Uh, <laughs> now I'm a paraplegic, and I know why. Why, Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I was gonna make love to you, but then I got high. I'm serious. I was gonna eat your pussy too. Now I'm jacking off, and I know why. Turn this shit off. Yeah, because I got high. Hey, do that over, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Go, go. I messed up my entire life because I got high. I lost my kids and wife. Because I got high. Say what? Say what? Say what? Say what? Now I'm sleeping on the sidewalk, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, hey, cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. La 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 da da da. I'ma stop singing this song because I'm high. President, baby. I'm singing this whole thing wrong because I'm high. Bring it back. Bring it back. And if I don't sell one copy. Jiggy with it. Skippity bebop. <laughs> I'll bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bop, bop, da, 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 bop. I'm going to add another verse to that. <laughs> I walked into Congress today because I was high. Ooh. I walked in and flipped off Marjorie Taylor Greene because I was high. <laughs> And then I had the balls to walk out, and I know why. Yeah, cause and, I'm high. Exactly. Cause I'm high. Cause he's fucking high. Anyway, oh, welcome wow. back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I'm the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better lyrically talented, better half, V. Lynn. Hello, Patriots. <laughs> Oh, wow. I mean, you're sitting there singing away. Is there any fucking other way to describe what Hunter Biden did today? Other than the balls on that guy. I mean, quite honestly, I don't know. I might want to hang out with Hunter Biden. He's got balls of fucking steel or he's absolutely fucking retarded. Um, One of the two. Both could be true and could be right. Well, 
I, I mean, there's there's possibilities there. Think about this for a second, folks. This kid, this shithead, this 50-year-old fucking embarrassment walked into Congress today while the oversight committee, these are the people that issued the warrant for his arrest. Did they actually issue a warrant for his arrest? Yes. And can you believe it? He walked into their chambers and walked out without cuffs on. And they didn't arrest him. What, Dude. what does that show you about the Republicans, folks? What, do you, what, what, a, what a bunch of... Could they become bigger jokes? Could they become bigger jokes? I mean, seriously. He walked into their chambers, sat down. He didn't just like stroll in and stroll out. Nah, he no. sat down. He's like, what up, y'all? This cocksucker sat I heard in you're looking for me. It said, what up, bitches? I'm right here. <laughs> I, I I don't know what else to say. I mean, what else? What else can you say at that point? Let's I, I mean, the balls are amazing. I don't know. Nancy Mace disagrees with you. Of course, she wouldn't know a pair of balls if it smacked her in the fucking nose. But um she she does she does l- listen to this. This is fucking hysterical. Right off the bat. Come on. All right. The fuck I don't is know wrong you, with this thing. What did, let me see. Hold on. Would you let go? No. It, see? See, I don't have a problem with it. I do. With the subpoena, we, 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 we uh, would have expired. We would have loved that. Do any other clients. members wish to be heard? Chair recognizes Ms. Mays from South Carolina. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, uh, Chairman Comer. Um, first of all, my first question is who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? That's my first question. Um, second question, you are the epitome of white privilege coming into the oversight committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here. And- Mr. Chairman, point of inquiry. Mr. Chairman. If the gentle lady wants to hear from Hunter Biden, we can hear from him right now, Mr. Chairman. Let's take a vote and hear from Hunter Biden. What are you afraid of? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Order, order, order. Are women allowed to speak in here or no? Are women allowed to speak in here or no? You keep interrupting me. I'll interrupt the chairman. I don't know that he's a lady. I think that Hunter Biden should be arrested right here, right now, and go straight to jail. Our nation is founded on the rule of come law on, come on. and the premise come that on. the law applies equally to everyone no matter what your last point of order mr chairman point um, of it order doesn't matter who you are point of order mr chairman biggs over Donald here Trump Jr. Biggs over here uh state your point which yeah, my, my point of order is this are we going to continue on with with this blatant interruption it, this this is absurd and inappropriate i intend to give my statement I don't intend to have anybody interrupt. Uh, I'm not going to interrupt your statements. I think you should have decorum and courtesy and don't act like a bunch of Nimrod. You just interrupted a woman. And, and that's five. You know, I got I got we, permission. We I agree. Did, everyone has Mr. five Chairman, minutes. Can we agree? Point, point of order again. The assertion that I interrupted was absolutely false. That's typical of the gentleman who spoke it. I got permission to speak from the chairman. I spoke. I was interrupted yet again by the gentleman who doesn't choose to go through the chair and follow proper order. I encourage us, I, I, I think if we're going to have any respect at all, we need to have proper decorum. Well, you're well said, well said. 
I'd like to finish. The rules are every month. Wait a minute. What the fuck happened, Sparky? You got arrested? Sparky said, I was out Sunday night. Uh, he got three counts of assault. And he broke his hand on a cunt's face. Um, I know that uh, like your neighbor's dog killed your dog or something, right? Oh, my God. Jeez. I hope you're all right, dude. Seriously. They set the dog on your wife? What the fuck? Did they, is that what that said? I was trying to read it. His dog got... Uh, his dog got taken away. Apparently, there was four reports of his dog gang for people and kids. What? They killed his dog last week. He was here on Sunday for a little bit, and he talked. I mean, he said something about it. Are you kidding me, dude? Dude, that's some fucking fucked up shit, bro. Yeah, you do, dude. I would have oh, fucking. Shit. There would have been a lot of dead people there. I would have, shot, especially if they killed my dog. I would have shot a lot of people. Would have, oh shit! Would have been a lot of dead bodies. I'd still be going to town. Hey Sparky, we're uh, if you can make it over the border, get your five grand. We, we got, probably got puppies on the way. Yeah, and not only that, you can live here. You don't have to go back there. Fuck that place, bro. Mm -hmm. What do you got over there? Wow. If you still got family there, that's a different story. But if you ain't got no family there, dude, you're always welcome here, bro. Seriously. Dude, fuck fuck that place bro that's some fucked up bullshit especially with fifteen hundred dollars a month as an illegal from the government you make more money here bro <laughs> you're probably smarter than half the illegals too so you probably get a better job no shit <sighs> just tell them you know how to throw stones really well <laughs> they'll believe you <laughs> all right back to the all right back clown to the fucking show, clown show. Is going to be recognized for five minutes. Anyone that wants to be recognized will be recognized for five minutes. Miss Mace has four minutes and 13 seconds left. Chair recognizes Miss Mace. It does not matter who you are, where you come from, or who your father is, or your last name. Yes, I'm looking at you, Hunter Biden, as I'm speaking to you. You are not above the law at all. The facts in this case are crystal clear. This committee used and issued a lawful subpoena to Hunter Biden, a critical witness in this committee's investigation into Biden family corruption. Hunter Biden's lawyers did not claim privilege of any kind because clearly he has none. They didn't contest the legitimacy of our reasons for issuing the subpoena, no reasons, because they clearly are legitimate. And yet he refused to comply. Uh, Trump's family members, Don Trump Jr., he uh, he did not defy a congressional subpoena. He showed up multiple times for multiple depositions for several hours. Um, in doing so, you know, Hunter Biden broke the law. He did so deliberately. You did so flagrantly. You showed up on the Hill, on the Senate side, the day of that congressional subpoena to defy it and spit in the face of this committee. That's what you did. The question the American people are asking us is, what is Hunter Biden so afraid of? Why can't you show up for a, a congressional deposition? You're here for a political stunt. This is just a PR stunt to you. This is just a game that you are playing with the American people. You're playing with the truth. Um, Hunter Biden wasn't afraid to sell access to Joe Biden to the highest bidder when he was in elected office. He wasn't afraid to trade on the Biden brand, peddle influence, and share those ill-gotten gains with members of, of his family, including Joe Biden. He wasn't afraid to compromise the integrity of the presidency and vice presidency by involving Joe Biden in shady business deals with our foreign adversaries. But Hunter Biden, you were too afraid to show up for a deposition. And you still can't today. Um, 
I believe that Hunter Biden should be held completely in contempt. I think he should be hauled off to jail right now because it wasn't long ago too, my friends on the other side of the aisle, um, that you also believed in the, the power of a congressional subpoena. Not long ago at all. You believed in holding those who refused to comply with congressional subpoena accountable. And I stood with each and every one of you. I am the only member in this room today who has held a member of my own party in contempt of Congress for not showing up for a subpoena. And I see nothing but complete hypocrisy on the other side of the aisle. The ranking member of this committee even so eloquently put it, the lesson is please tell your children out there in America, if you get a subpoena to go before Congress, go. You have a legal responsibility to do so. So the hypocrisy is stunning. What are we to tell our children today? There's nothing the other side can say with a straight face. As the only member of this committee to vote to hold a member of contempt of my own party, let me be clear, this should not be a partisan issue. If Congress issues a subpoena, you show up, period. This is not a responsibility we take lightly. It brings no joy for us to do this, but the president's son broke the law and must be held accountable in the same way anybody else would. I urge my colleagues on both sides of the aisle to do so. And my last message to you, Hunter Biden, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And Will I the gentle lady yield for a Okay, fuck. fuck I have Nancy been listening to you, babe. I, I, it doesn't matter. He just showed up in their house and made fun of them. Mm -hmm. That is the ultimate, that is the ultimate troll. He just trolled them in their, you show up at my house after I've told you that you're a piece of shit and you're looking for something, I'm going to shoot you. Why they did not arrest, where were, they? hey, U.S. Marshals, I thought you guys were the biggest badasses in the land. Where are you? What the fuck are you doing? You are not doing the people's bidding. That cocksucker belongs in jail. Here's why. We would go to jail if it were us. Absolutely, based on the laws that his father passed. If you have a piece of crack cocaine, no bigger than this quarter that I'm holding in my hand, one quarter of one dollar, we passed a law through the leadership of Senator Thurman and myself and others, a law that says you're caught with that, you go to jail for five years. You get no probation. You get nothing other than five years in jail. Judge doesn't have a choice. Under our forfeiture statutes, you can, the government can, take everything you own, everything from your car to your house, your bank account, not merely what they confiscate in terms of the dollars from the transaction that you just got caught engaging in. They can take everything. I don't care why they become a sociopath. We have an obligation to cordon them off from the rest of society. They are in jail. Away from my mother, your husband, our families. So I don't want to ask what made them do this. They must be taken off the street. Unless their last name is Biden. According to, I guess, Nancy Mason, most of Congress, you know, you know, that that can just happen. So this uh, happened almost immediately. Well, hold on. No way. Play the. Uh, what the fuck? Get rid of this one. Well, that one's go, funny. Yeah, but go to the other one. Go to the. Yeah, that. Yeah, that one. Play that one first. 
I might have a longer clip of this too. Hold on. So then after Nancy Mace was done, MTG spoke up because she wanted to speak her. She wanted to have her five minutes. Damn Skippy. So here's Nancy Mace's. And there goes. Why are you choosing to leave now, Mr. Biden? Why not stay a while? I have a statement to make with the press. I will have a statement to so yeah he got up and walked out before mtg could answer ask him any any questions whatsoever he just got up and walked out like like i said he trolled the shit out of them he showed us they they have absolutely no power whatsoever none none and on top of that he was asked if oh dude this is this is epic this is epical this is the best I've ever quiet and let me make a statement. Okay? Crack you normally smoke, Mr. Biden. Quiet and let me make a statement. Okay? Crack you normally smoke, Mr. Biden. What kind of crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? Dude, we might need to make a button out of that. I think we need to switch computers and put your computer back in here and take no, I back just, up there. I gotta fix the buttons that's all okay. i just haven't done it yet it's been but i'm saying i know but all the sounds are on yeah, i know the other computer I, so they're not though anymore i moved them all i just gotta reset up it just takes a long time to fucking set that piece of shit oh, up. here we go yeah i knew a longer clip of this so this was um after hunter left what uh what mtg yeah said uh, excuse me hunter apparently you're afraid of my words Whoa. Uh, here <laughs> oh, I like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. Wow, that's too bad. <laughs> I think it's clear and obvious for everyone watching this hearing today that Hunter Biden is terrified of strong conservative Republican women because he can't even face my words as I was about to speak to him. What a coward. And this is also a coward that sat right here in front of me. Chairman. Uh, excuse me. Tepper's flare my ass, whatever. She's about as... Whatever she's about as fake as the rest of those fucks. They don't don't play into that. There, there's nothing there. He knew they couldn't do anything to to them, or they couldn't do anything to him, and he was not about to talk to them. So he walked in, he trolled him, and then showed you exactly what you needed to see. They have no power. Yep. So now my question is, again, <coughs> is it bad enough? You say no. Let me clue you in on what the other side is doing really quick. It's really weird. I found this um, this post today on X. It's crazy. And I, I, I knew of this letter. I just never have, I, I, I never, I haven't listened to it in a hot minute. But then I went and I got it. And I want you all to listen to this. Because this is what 38% of America thinks. Listen to this. What's up, man? What you listening to? What's that? What you listening to? Uh, this is the Sullivan Ballou letter from Ken Burns' Civil War documentary. Oh, okay. My love of country comes over me like a strong wind and bears me irresistibly with all those chains to the battlefield. Now, now you would think that would be a deeply patriotic letter. 
I thought so too at first. I was convinced too. I was thinking, man, Ken Burns. But then I started to remember, wait a minute. Ken Burns is also the guy that said that Donald Trump was a terrorist and a crazy insurrectionist and all this other shit too. And he's a huge liberal as well. He was one who bucked up for Obama. So then I went to listen to this letter from Baloo. Go ahead, play it, babe. Just listen. Apply it to today, folks. A week before the Battle of Bull Run, Sullivan Ballou, a major in the 2nd Rhode Island Volunteers, wrote home to his wife in Smithfield. July the 14th, 1861, Washington, D.C. Dear Sarah, the indications are very strong that we shall move in a few days, perhaps tomorrow. And lest I should not be able to write you again, I feel impelled to write a few lines that may fall under your eye when I am no more. I have no misgivings about or lack of confidence in the cause in which I am engaged, and my courage does not halt or falter. I know how American civilization now leans upon the triumph of the government and how great a debt we owe to those who went before us through the blood and suffering of the revolution. And I am willing, perfectly willing, to lay down all my joys in this life to help maintain this government and to pay that debt. Sarah, my love for you is deathless. It seems to bind me with mighty cables that nothing but omnipotence can break. And yet my love of country comes over me like a strong wind and bears me irresistibly with all those chains to the battlefield. The memory of all the blissful moments I've enjoyed with you come crowding over me. And I feel most deeply grateful to God and you that I've enjoyed them for so long. And how hard it is for me to give them up and burn to ashes the hopes of future years. When God willing, we might still have lived and loved together and see our boys grown up to honorable manhood around us. If I do not return, my dear Sarah, never forget how much I loved you, nor that when my last breath escapes me on the battlefield, it will whisper your name. Forgive my many faults and the many pains I have caused you. How thoughtless, how foolish I have sometimes been. But oh, Sarah, if the dead can come back to this earth and flit unseen around those they love, I shall always be with you in the brightest day and the darkest night. Always. Always. And when the soft breeze fans your cheek, it shall be my breath, or the cool air, your throbbing temple. It shall be my spirit passing by. Sarah, do not mourn me dead. Think I am gone and wait for me, or we shall meet again. Sullivan Ballou was killed a week later at the first battle of Bull Run. Now, you can take that a couple different ways. 
there's there's people that uh, that said, well, that sounds actually eerily patriotic. Mm. I said, yes, right up until the point that he said that the government was the answer. Look, folks, the point of this is it, it, it's pretty simple. There's a lot of people out there that are saying you can't you want civil unrest. Look at Ecuador. Yeah, look at Ecuador. It's not really civil unrest. It's more gang violence than it is anything else. Their primarily their primary victims are the cops. That's that's a way different thing than what we're talking about. What we're talking about is taking back our government. The one thing that hasn't been with us since probably 290 some odd fucking years because they stripped it down and took it from us the second they got it together. They figured we wouldn't notice. We didn't. Think about it. We haven't been in charge of shit. We have been fucking, our government has not been doing our bidding at all. At all. I wouldn't mind taxes if I knew my money actually went to where I wanted it to go to. I wouldn't mind taxes if I knew that the people that were telling me that I had to pay taxes were being honest with me about it. But since that never happens, nor does it ever seem to happen, we're never ever going to know what the fuck our money goes to or where it's going. Half the, we can't account for our money today. Do you hear there um, the Freedom Caucus is talking about getting rid of Mike Johnson because he uh, passed that they're all down at the border saying if you don't close the border, we're, we're going to close the government. And behind their backs, Mike Johnson passed a trillion one point seven trillion dollar spending he didn't bill. do it behind their backs he did it right in front of them yeah well I, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking i knew that was gonna happen now they're gonna throw them out well it's it, it, hey it has to happen hey we we set a standard when we fucking got rid of mccarthy yep but even still that's not the the problem is the corruption the corruption is everywhere the only way to get rid of corruption is to burn it out. Mm -hmm. The corruption filters down from every level of our fucking government. It's not just at the highest levels. It's everywhere. Think about it. The jobs numbers came out and they created 1.2 million new federal jobs. That's coming out of our pay. That's coming out of our taxes. That's not coming out of some fictitious fund that the government set up that all of a sudden money just grows off of trees. We rake it in and they get paid. No, they up our taxes for this. This is the reason we are getting the shit taxed out of us. This is the reason that all of this, the inflation shit is really when that pops, we're all in for it. Oh, yeah. Because when that inflation shit finally goes through and pops, we're, we're all fucked. Big, because big, big they trouble. can't, there's nothing in place right now to stop it. If it just took off, we would be screwed. There is nothing in place right now. We have nothing to back any of our fucking debt with. None. No. But they're distracting us from what's really going on in the world with bullshit like this. You know, they're, they're, they're little political games. This was a while ago. I know, but listen. This was from June of 2022. Yeah. Think about, listen to what Biden said then and think about what's happened since. I understand their argument, but also it's like you're playing Monopoly with somebody who, you know, won't pass go and won't follow any of the rules. And how do you ever make any progress if they're not, following the rules well, you gotta I mean, send them to jail uh you know <laughs> there's that little box in there. directly to jail yeah of course you do projection much mm. 
How about kill him? Why well, not do that? I mean, you had reporters talking about it yesterday. Why not kill him? Well, what what did what did uh what huh? did they do since then? What do you mean? Oh, that was June of 2022, right? Yep. Okay. So I'm kind of with a great. Here you go. Get us uh, off the screen. Bring that up full so everybody can read it. So, Letitia James visited the White House. Appointment made 4 7 2022 at 546. Appointment ended at 4 8 2022 at 1159. Release 8 2 2022. Oh, Letitia James. Again. August 29th, 23. August 31st, 23. And the Release. vice president was present. Yeah. Oh, Letitia James. July 14th to July 18th. Oh, and there's her boyfriend, Escobar. Yeah. Hmm. Released September 30th. So Letitia James keeps going to the White House to talk to them about what? Well, about putting Donald Trump in jail? How, how do I get this case moved forward? Or how can I streamline this case so that the courts will move That's faster That's illegal. On That's election interference. Well, don't worry. Fannie Willis, Letitia James, Jack Willis. It's all, one after another. They're all going to be hanging out with them. This is outstanding, though. This, this is part of the money. Uh, the money that Letitia James apparently paid her boyfriend. And... Uh, or I'm sorry, Fannie Willis apparently paid her boyfriend. Uh, hold on. It looks like he met with the Department of with Justice Department of Justice officials with the White House. If this is in fact true, and we've seen the invoices in the Daily Mail that he invoiced to be paid for this, not only is he having an affair using state money, paying six hundred thousand, where he got paid six hundred thousand dollars, and they're going on vacation together, but uh, this is also interesting because you can no longer deny there's some collaboration between the prosecution of Donald Trump and Joe Biden's White House. Yeah. Assuming this is true, this is a problem from a public corruption standpoint, for sure, which is ironic because I believe his title includes something about being the anti-corruption prosecutor looking at Donald Trump. And, you know, certainly from a legal perspective, it raises questions of corruption and an unfair process, potentially. But in the court of public opinion, it's even more problematic, especially if he went to the White House for two, I believe, eight-hour meetings, according to these receipts, these expenditures. And about what? Because his job is investigating Trump with respect to Georgia. And, you know, we're waiting to hear from the White House what they have to say about this, because I believe in the past they have denied collaboration with any of these entities looking into Trump. And this raises new questions, for sure. Sure. She wouldn't answer the question, Fannie Willis. When asked, are you talking to Jack Smith about this case? Have you ever spoken to him about this case? She would not answer. That tells you a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, Donald Trump will probably be posting about this at some point today. Now, I, I hate kill me, but he's I right. I really hate him. He's right, but though. Yeah. Think about this. This is huge. They yeah. talk about Donald Trump. He was supposed to be the most corrupt president in history, right? This is not straight up fucking close. corruption. Do you see what I'm saying? It's not just at the head. It's everywhere. Once you have it at the head, it filters. Corruption goes everywhere. Because once you see that the president gets away with it, everybody else can get away with it at that point. That's the problem with liberalism. Liberals think, oh, well, the president got away with it. I can get away with it. That I swear to God, that's their thought process. Well, if he can get away with it, I can get away with it. Well, here's uh, AOC spreading some lies. Because they're terrified because Donald Trump's case is going to SCOTUS. Well, the January 6th thing. Yes, that is. It's not actually it's not actually Trump's case. 
but it will affect Trump's case. Mm -hmm. So why do you think he should he should recuse himself? I mean, I think it, it's very clear. Clarence Thomas and rather his wife, Ginny, participated in the events of January 6th. And now what is likely going before the Supreme Court is a judgment as to whether an event that his wife participated in, that his wife has been investigated by in the January 6th committee in, qualifies as an insurrection. And Clarence Thomas's decision on that one way or another, and overall the court's decision on that, would directly implicate his wife. And so this is just one of the most classic textbook conflicts of interest. Uh, and it would frankly be a scandal if he did not recuse. Do you think he actually? So what? Okay. First off, Ginny Thomas did not participate in the events of January 6th. Nope. She sent a couple of text messages about supporting the evidence of election fraud. January 6th, but nothing about. No. Nothing, not not once was she on the ground, nope. not once was she in the riot, nope. not once was she entering the Capitol nope. illegally, nope. even though she could do it legally. She talked about it. Everybody talked about it. She was just on the other side of them. Yeah. So that's all. She was a, a So target. now Clarence Thomas has to recuse himself because his wife didn't agree that the election was free and fair? fair. The most secure election in history? Come on. That's what you all said. That's what the Democrats said. They, it's, a, it's the most secure election in history. Yeah. We've never had a more secure election, according to the Democrats. Yeah. We, we, no, never, never, it, never in history have we had more secure. Really? Mm. Mm. I don't think that's uh, true. You know what? Here. What time is it? Okay. What is this? Are we, you're, we're derailing the train, I see. I am derailing the train. Why are you per on purposefully grabbing the emergency brake on the train and causing the train to derail? All right, fine. We'll do this then. We were doing. We'll wait on that one. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. We were doing good there. And then you. Well. And it went. And now it went. You can't believe anything the administration says. After all, they didn't even know that the secretary of defense was in the ICU for four fucking days. For prostate cancer. Now he has prostate cancer. I thought he had his dick cut off. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, it's all down there in the nether region. However, How would you check when that? You, when you have, this is so gross, but when you have a vaginoplasty, they take off, they take out part of your colon and they make a vagina out of it. So, I mean, I guess that could be considered colon cancer. It's a similar procedure, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know. <sighs> all right. But uh, Ducey literally laid <laughs> into the, the rear of Admiral Kirby. <laughs> Of Rear Admiral Kirby. Yes. Wait, thank you for all the detail on that. But more broadly, why should we believe anything that this administration tells us about anything ever again? I think we all recognize, and I think the Pentagon has been very, very honest with themselves about uh, the um, the challenge to, to to credibility by what by what has transpired here, and by what and by. Uh, uh, how how hard it was for them to be fully transparent with the American people. I think we all recognize that. And and wait, wait now, just give me a second now. I, I know you got another one coming here, but but we all recognize that this 
didn't unfold the way it should have on so many levels, not just the notification process up the chain of command, but the transparency issue. We all recognize that. And, and I think we all want to make sure we learn from that. I, uh, it's up to you and your colleagues, and it's up to the American people to determine you know, how much they're going uh, to ascribe what happened here to our credibility on every single issue. But in, in every way, Secretary Austin has been an exceptional defense secretary, and he still has the full faith and confidence of the commander in chief. Uh, he has led uh, the department at an incredibly dangerous time for uh, our national security interests and those of our allies and partners. But if the administration is going to go to such great lengths to keep secrets about the defense secretary's health, how can anybody be certain that the administration would not go to the same lengths to keep secret problems with President Biden's health in the future? If, if you could logically argue, and you can't, but if you could logically argue that How, the admin, wait, wait, years old. wait a second, just give me a second What's here, bub. There I'll get there. If, if the administration made some sort of Machiavellian effort uh, across the board to just to, to keep this from getting public, then I think your question has merit and, and certainly is a fair one. I don't think it's a fair one because that's not what happened here, Peter. What happened here is the Secretary of Defense, uh, for whatever reason, I can't answer the question why, uh, that information wasn't shared. It wasn't shared widely in the department, and it worse? certainly wasn't shared with because the United States. It's, it's not good. It's certainly not good, which is why, again, we want to learn from this. We want to we want to make sure that it doesn't happen again. We want to learn. Shut up. Okay, Bob. Shut the fuck up. All you did was make excuses. Stop. Dismiss yourself. Dismiss him. Fire both of you. You all need to be fired. What credibility are you referring to, Admiral Curry? Kirby? I mean, you didn't have any to begin with. Exactly. When you don't have any credit to begin with, there's nothing to trade on. This is the icing are, on the cake. You are a lying sack of shit. You've been a mouthpiece for this administration since day one. Nobody trusts anything your fucking worthless sack of bones says. And I don't give a shit what this administration says. They can suck my dick. Period. Fuck that. You want to play games? I don't believe anything you people tell me anymore. Fuck you. I tell you what. You know when I'll believe it? When I'm dead. No, you won't believe it then either. This is some crap, and you all know that. All right. This is bullshit. Well, NBC threw in on it, too, because even the mainstream media can't ignore this. Questions about government transparency today. After the revelation that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has prostate cancer. Secretary Austin was diagnosed in early December, but the diagnosis was not shared with the White House until yesterday morning. The secretary has been hospitalized for more than a week due to complications from a procedure to treat that cancer. NBC News senior White House correspondent Kelly O'Donnell joins us now. So, Kelly, we just heard from National Security Council spokesman John Kirby within the last hour. What exactly did he say about all this criticism? Well, there are persistent questions and a real curiosity on the part of the public, and certainly journalists are forcing those questions on the White House about why Secretary Austin did not disclose directly to the president and the White House the nature of his diagnosis in December. Several weeks went by from his initial diagnosis, had his initial procedure, which included a full uh, a surgery and being put... First of all, BSS, no, it wasn't a rat. It was a fucking was a gopher. Gerbil. Or ger- gerbil, even better. Yes. It was Lemmy Wicks. He borrowed it from Richard Gere. 
it was Lemmy Winks, and no, he borrowed it from Mr. Slave and uh, from fucking okay, South Park. going back to this now. Uh, under anesthesia. And then ultimately, we now know how this has played out. Uh, John Kirby, who speaks on behalf of the National Security Council, was asked about this when pressed on had the White House tried to find out what was wrong with the secretary. I can assure you that uh, that throughout every step of the way, from the time we were notified until, you know, yesterday when we all found out that he had prostate cancer, uh, there was no lack of of curiosity on our part, no lack of, or slackening of, a, of an effort to try to find out what was wrong with them. And what gets to the heart of this, of course, are now two ongoing reviews, one at the Pentagon, another coming from uh, the White House chief of staff to uh, the executive office of the president and to the key cabinet officials to just restate what in some respects uh, many people would think is a judgment call that uh, should have been upfront and obvious that uh, top level leaders, while they have personal uh, concerns and health matters at times. When you're in the cabinet or when you're serving in government at a high level, there are expectations about disclosure. And that's really what will be going forward here, that there were days where the president was uninformed about uh, the secretary's medical condition and lots of questions about uh, how that should have been handled differently. So there'll be more to come as uh, these reviews go forward. Zinkley? Thanks for watching. This is... Uh, uh... No, NBC's not looking into this. They no. do, they're taking the fucking administration's word yes. for it. Oh, we're going to learn from this. Wait a minute, folks. You have to understand something. This is what pisses me off. And I get it. Maybe most of you don't realize this. This is something that's been set in stone for about 60 years now. I am not bullshitting you. When, when the whole thing with JFK happened, all right, there was a, a severe oh shit moment in the White House. Not really because they knew it was coming, I guess. I guess now we can't say it was a no-shit moment, but they claimed it was a no-shit moment. Part of what came out from the Warren Commission is what they call the top 13. The top 13 people who were to take the president's place. Seven of the people that day could not be contacted. That's an issue. They noted it was an issue on November 22nd, 1963. They made a big stink about it. A little bit over 30 pages of the Warren Commission report was based on the perpetuality of government or the perpetuity. Uh, I forget what they called it. The, the uh, um, Ford. It's like the Ford motion of government. Yeah, but yeah, the, it's not the continuation, perpetuity. the continuation or the continuity of government. Continuity of government. So that's it. What they came up with is, look, all of these people, they've got to know where all these people are at all, all times of every day. I mean, there isn't a second that goes by that they're not checking in. And get this, the top seven all have security details, mm -hmm. many from different branches but the top seven have their own security details so how come and oh they have secret service liaisons how come austin how come secretary austin's security detail didn't inform the white house that he was I, in the hospital i'd love to know what the dod secret service liaison was doing um he must have been blowing somebody oh he was on vacation with joe or he was down on lloyd's you know on his on his bedside john has a very good point Normally, prostate cancers are very slow and they hit when you're in your late 80s, unless you've been jabbed. My best friend came down with prostate cancer six my, weeks after his jab and he was 43. Had, my dad had prostate cancer when he was 72. So come on. Okay, 70s. My dad had prostate Lloyd, cancer, uh, cancer when he was 72. Pretty, He's pretty, 71 years old. Pretty old, yeah. 
Um, it's not odd, but even still, but you're right. You're right, John. However, listen, there's no big, like all the, I knew my dad was going in for surgery three months before he went in for surgery. Yeah. The prostate doctors don't sit there and go, Oh shit, we got to operate tomorrow. No, they're just like, well, it's going to move like shit. It's eventually going to get to the end of your butthole, but right now it's just right here. I mean, and it's only moved this much in the last day. You got time, bro. We're just going to cut out this much of you. Sven, if Russia knew, it's because Obama told them. What are you talking about? They got listening devices in the White House. Obama helped put them in there. No, those are Gs. Whatever. Well, now they're Gs. Yeah. Before they were fucking Russian. They pick up the phone and... You know, Actually, in the, in the White House, Ukrainian. and and uh, some Chinese guy on the other end says, "Who would you like me to connect you to?" <laughs> Dumpsing bong, <laughs> something wrong. Speaking of <laughs> something wrong, thank you for calling oh. the White House. Something wrong here to help you. <laughs> Anna Mo is a member of the new federal state of China. She's joining me now. Anna, good to have you here on the program. Hi, Steve. Nice to meet you. Nice to see you. All right, so let's talk about Taiwan, 2024. Uh, brand new aircraft carriers and military equipment being announced by the Chinese and, and, and basically shown to the world. What do you think is going to happen with, with dictator Xi and the CCP in Taiwan in 2024? Well, thank you very much for bringing this up. Well, we know um, from the exclusive intelligence with the new federal state of China, um, alongside the coast of Fujian and the northeast of Taiwan, uh, while we have the CCP and the Xi's army, we know that they might take actions in the next two weeks. So, you know, Taiwan is a key to Xi's regime, and he would use Taiwan as a strong fist to show his power and not only to stand towards the people in the CCP system, but also as a part of his propaganda to pre present his influence. And she doesn't care if he will win or lose in the end, but he will just launch the war either way to show that he still has the power to attack or to have a war. So no matter how many people's lives are lost in the end, they do not care about the loss of lives, and they only care about the power of the regime. So we know from uh, December uh, 31st of last year, uh, intelligence from within the CCP system have said that Xi Jinping has sent personnel to Taiwan to interfere with the upcoming presidential election. And it is said that he had already ordered his POA to be ready to attack Taiwan in the next two weeks. So the POA will are likely to have operation alongside the seaside of Fujian, targeting the northeast of Taiwan. And this is what we know already. Not that I could understand a fucking word that she was saying. It basically said that in China's two weeks' time, right China's going to fucking attack Taiwan, yeah. just like I told you all, because why wait until Donald Trump's in office? And what China's better time not, yep. than when Lloyd Austin's in the hospital and they... Why not? No one knew, except the Chinese. Yep. Just saying. Just, okay. This is, a, this is another... Yeah, we have some time. Um, Off the rail? A little bit, but since we're on China anyway. Um, this was a year ago. This was January of 2023. This was there. That motherfucker ain't real. Yeah. Yeah. Moment in the sky. Exactly. Dude, this guy freaked the fuck out. Oh, 
You know that guy's, you know, I know that they're saying, no, he's saying hollow earth or something. I, I bet that guy's screaming fucking, uh, dude, not, you're not supposed to eat the whole bag of edibles. Just one, not the whole fucking bag. Now, like the police are here. Why are there someone so afraid? The man is screaming the accident is going to happen. Urgent to call your family. Uh, the same disaster will happen as Malaysia Airline. This dude said that he was in a time loop and that he'd been on the same plane six. This was the sixth time that he was on the plane and uh, and it had gone down every time. And what happened after this guy was removed? They removed from the him from the plane and no issue. Uh-huh. Damn. Well, apparently they stopped. They yeah. The loop. He was like, don't you guys. Yeah. Don't don't you want a uh, you guys spend your whole life working for slavery. This is a life and death reset. I ain't fucking working for them. Mm. Yeah, he's gonna go to a re-education camp. Is that possible? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he said he was stuck in a time loop six times over. He's going to a fucking re-education camp. I mean, he might be in a time loop. You never know. Dude, one edible. Not the whole bag, bro. <laughs> but they're so yummy. <laughs> but they're so yummy. Dude, ate the whole bag of edibles before he got on the plane. Fuck, I'm stuck in a time loop. I don't know what's going on. I don't think they have edibles in China. You get arrested for that shit. I, I know. He probably got them from another country and he probably ate the whole bag thinking that he was gonna get he was gonna get checked. You thought or they were candy? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> oh wow. All right though. Um Bill O'Reilly's been talking about China for a long time. Bill O'Reilly's been talking about talking out his ass for a long time. <laughs> a lot of people have. Yeah. But even a broken clock is right twice a day. True. So broken know. watch. Broken watch. Same difference. I got a broken watch. It's right twice a day. I don't have any watches, so in my case, it'd be a, a, a stopped clock. That's true. You got a couple of those around the house. I, I do. You do. I you do. do. You I got know. a couple of those. Then that's not the doomsday clock either. That's... No, I keep the doomsday clock at one second to midnight, pretty much all the time. That's out in my yeah. pool house. Anyway. All right, so uh, this is some scary shit. I don't know who this person is. And I can't verify it, but um, it this is real. It uh, wouldn't this surprise is me. Uh, this is from Larry D. Jones Jr. He said, "Breaking. I will warn you now that this administration does not plan on releasing power." I received a call on Friday from a longtime buddy of mine whom I served with for years. He called and asked me to leave my cell phone at the house while we met to talk. He said he and his wife will be moving out of the country to Thailand soon. He believes the U.S. will not be a place to live in 2024. As we spoke, some things he stated made my skin crawl. I'll be sending our conversation out in today's newsletter. The current influx of people spanning many different countries will be granted amnesty soon. He believes it's the easiest way for the next phase to work by making them all legal. This means the government will forgive individuals for remaining or entering the country illegally and giving them permanent residency in the United States. These individuals will be allowed to vote and serve in our military to protect their interests, not ours. One thing is for sure. They show no signs of concern lately, nor have we heard much from them. It's always darkest before the storm and there's one heck of a storm brewing. I wonder if they plan this for the March 7th State of the Union address. Will they detail their version of the nation amid a presidential campaign that the White House has described as a test of democracy? So 
That is uh, well written, and if that's that's some scary shit. Again, military guys coming out saying 2024 isn't even going to be a place for us to live here anymore. Yeah, going to Thailand. I mean, I've heard Romania is really nice too. Thailand. I mean, I'm just wondering about the lady boys. I, that makes me question immediately. Yeah. Uh, and then from MJ Truth. Joe Biden did not get 81 million votes. America is in the midst of a full-blown coup d'etat. We all know this. November 2020, former members of the U.S. Intel, DOD, NASA, U.S. National Laboratory, cybersecurity firms, and legal firms all around the country all came together to investigate election anomalies. The entire U.S. election system is under the total control of private equity firms and foreign money. UBS Securities LLC, New York, and UBS Securities Company Limited, Beijing, injected hundreds of millions of dollars into Staple Street Capital, the owner, owner of Dominion Voting. UBS holds the intellectual property of Dominion as their equity collateral. Up until December of 2020, UBS Securities LLC, New York, listed three senior Communist Chinese Party members as being on the board of both UBS Securities LLC, New York, and UBS Securities Company Limited, Beijing. The companies are owned 75% by the Chinese government. Cytel, the parent company of Clarity Elections located in Spain, went bankrupt in May of 2020 and was subsequently purchased in a closed private equity deal by an Irish company called Paragon. The election sites for numerous counties in the U.S. go to a Clarity Elections web address. The president, secretary, treasurer, and CEO are all occupied by one man, Jonathan Brill. Jonathan happens to be a part of the Cytel senior management team and has run campaigns for Democrat Party candidates. The election systems and their equipment can be connected, hacked, and manipulated. In 2018, Kentucky Governor Race showed an exact vote flip of 560 votes that went from Republican Matt Bevin to Democrat Andy Bashir. An election supervisor can scan ballots multiple times and through the adjudication process could vote for someone who did not vote. Initiated by the court order, a Michigan, a Michigan investigation team gained access to a DS-200 tabulator, the machine that counts the votes. A 4G wireless chip was discovered embedded in the motherboard. The voting machine's tape showed modem engagement and election data. In the 2020 election, five key states all stopped counting at a certain time. When counting resumed, Joe Biden was a recipient of mass spike in votes. Over 200 nonprofits received substantial funding from a single source, George Soros. George Soros's Open Society Foundation wrote a white paper entitled U.S. Programs 2015 to 2018 Strategy, which began funding radical operations in Arizona and Georgia in 2015 with the goal of subverting the 2020 election. Through massive campaign contributions and nonprofit funding, George Soros owns and controls countless public officials, university professors, teachers' unions, mayors, district attorneys, judges, congressmen, senators, secretaries of state, sheriffs, governors, and election voting machine companies around the world. In 2010, George Soros declared China had a better functioning government of the United States. The CCP has been plotting to take over the United States for over half a century. Their unconventional warfare principles are barely recognizable to the U.S. population. The Chinese governments and their operatives have been buying up the land at the United States at an alarming rate. American farms and businesses, Chinese films own several major U.S. entertainment industries and own more than 8,000 American theaters. Many sports teams and players are controlled by the CCP. Remember what happened to, what's his name that freaking gave an apology in Mandarin? Mm -hmm. um, uh, Cena, John Cena. Joe Biden as VP took billions of dollars in bribes from the Chinese government in the form of payments to 
Hunter Biden's business businesses. China is trying to control gain control of the U.S. port facility operations and already owns the Panama Canal, which we lost the share last year. China is building 5G networks throughout Europe and the West to steal sensitive data. 97% of antibiotics come from China. 80% of U.S. imports of rare earth minerals come from China. 97% of fentanyl is smuggled into the U.S. from China. China's stated goal is to own America by 2035. This is our wake-up call. So I'm not going to play this 22-minute video. I am going to put it, however, in our Telegram. If you guys want to go check it out, you are well welcome worth the to. Watch. It is well worth the watch. It um, is. I will tell you when he's wrong. Yeah. So far, there's nothing there. Is it bad enough? Is that I make you angry enough that you want to do something? Re remember, there's only one way to get rid of true corruption. You got to burn it out. You, you can't let it fester. It will just, it will rear its ugly head in another five years. And we're going to see another corruption thing. I'm telling you. Think about it. Every time this government is trying to get rid of corruption, what has happened? Uh, it's gotten worse. It just worse. gets worse. It, I'm, I'm serious. Ronald Reagan came in. One about the 82 campaign. Reagan ran on is removing the corruption from Washington, D.C. And then he made all of the illegals legal. And what did he do, though? He did remove some of it. But he did not remove enough of it. Trump talked about it, too, much, much like Reagan did. I got to remove the corruption. I got to get rid of what did Trump do to the swamp? Little. What did Trump do to get rid of the swamp? Very little. What did Trump do to get rid of corruption? Really? I, he didn't do much in that arena. We can't say that he was successful in that arena. What we can say is he brought a lot of shit to light. And and you can't deny that because a lot of us wouldn't even know about this shit if Trump wasn't president. And now they just don't give a fuck because they know you know. So since we already know, they can just do it openly. Exactly. That's the point. That's where we're at. They don't even give a fuck anymore. Now they're going to tell you that they're going to fuck you. And they're going to show you that you, them grabbing your ankles while they're holding you up in the air. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what's about to happen. This guy always cracks me up, you know. He he um Yeah, he tries to get it on this. I this, he actually had the balls to get on the show and say it. I mean, no one will let him on the show because he does this, but this uh, Damon Amani character is fucking hysterical. I love how he picks out the green screen though and fits it in. He does. What do you think would be the consequences for our country if this court rules that somebody who egged on an uh, an insurrection that was an insurrection for him to remain in office? remains on the ballot if they rule that he can stage a coup and then run again what do you think the consequences of that will be well the consequences will be that firstly of course the voice of the people will be heard and they get to choose their president and secondly on the night of election if or probably when he wins people will get to watch you and lying chef here cry life on air like the little bitches you are Congressman Adam Schiff, thank you for your time. Much appreciated. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, we know that's not real. No, of course not. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a great pipe dream, but get out of here, dude. Yeah. We know you didn't go on her show and say that. Of course. Of course not. Oh, well, go back to that. That's the dude that I was talking about the other, uh, I think. Mm. I think. 
the one. Yes, this is the one. The other night I was talking about this. This happened actually in England. This guy, this is an immigrant. This is one of their illegals. This is in England. This is coming here, folks. He's got a fucking knife. Okay, why wasn't he getting his mud, his fucking skull stomped in when he was fucking hitting the car? Because it wasn't their car. I, I mean, it doesn't matter. They don't have He's guns fucking, to shoot him. Yeah, don't shoot him. I, I like, I, I like beating the shit out of him. With beat a him fucking with a, stool. No beat shit. Beat the shit out of him within an inch of his life. Who gives a fuck? That's how you change this. That's how you curb the behavior. Here, we're gonna shoot him. Here, yeah. we're gonna curb that behavior real quick. You're gonna fuck around. You're gonna get shot. You're gonna die. And nobody's going to give a fuck. Well, oh, no, play that one. That was hysterical. You should. Well, be... I'll, we'll get to that here. Oh, God. This is uh, Chicago. They shut down a whole terminal in the, Chicago O'Hare. They're housing so they illegals. can house illegals in the cold. In an airport. Yep. Isn't I guess it doesn't matter if that's federal property. Doesn't matter. I mean, it's the federal government bringing them in, so why would it matter if it's federal property? Yep. Honestly. Well, then here's uh James O'Keefe. He's been going on. This is great. Oh, do I have do we have time? Yeah, we got enough time. Yeah, maybe. It'll bring us right up to tribute. It will. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, I knew it was gonna do that. Hold on. I've gotta do I've gotta do this. Because I accidentally Skipped it forward and shit. Now I don't even know where it is. You know what? It might have been from yesterday. Well, tell you what, fuck it, find it. We're gonna go early with then with okay. You know what? In in the meantime, here we're gonna do I'm gonna do a little quick thing for you guys since we're gonna do that anyway. Um what? 
Here, you guys want to see how big Seamus is? Oh, I'm a good dog, I'm a good dog, I'm a good dog. Yes, I'm a good dog, I'm a good dog, I'm a good dog. I don't want to hear all of your worries about the cat. I'm pretty sure that he always used to look like that. Just because your derves have disappeared and I'm a little fat, doesn't mean I do. He's sitting on the couch with his paws on the ground. That's yeah, how big he's exactly. His ass is on the couch and his front feet are on the ground. <laughs> Fucking dog. He's gigantic. He's and only getting bigger. He's so big. He's so big. All right. Then let's what see. about the other what about the other dog one up there? Hold on. Go to the other dog one up there because I did have another that this one. one. Yes. All right. I hope, dogs. I, I hope you all had a better day than this person did today, because I tell you what, this is a horrible way to fucking start your day. But watch this shit, because it's funnier than fuck. Oh, wow. And I, it, I feel this is something you would go through, hon. This is to this would totally <laughs> this happen would to so me. So happen to you. And I'd just be like, fuck it. Let him go. Breakaway Jake's on, where there was snaps on either side, uh, and he had one of the dogs attached to the belt loop, and it <laughs> ripped the pants off when the dogs went running. And then she sat there and stood there for a second, and they got pulled out by the dogs. Be like, oh hell no! Oh shit! You you know you're having a bad day when that happens. And then you get she probably got dragged down the fucking road on her ass because of all those dogs pulling her ass. No shit. That's why she was screaming, and the daughter was laughing her ass off. Dude. Anyway, wow. we got to drop the Red Hill project. In so, about five minutes, they can smoke with us. All right, all right. we got a little well, bit of time we're here. Early, yeah, we're gonna go early here. Why there not? you go. You so want to get high? I do. You know what time it is, fuckers? I do. If you got it, and even if it's not legal, go ahead and smoke yes. it anyway. So special thanks to Wix, who you always uh, do that. It's already turned down. I know, but they if, they can hear you just fine. Trust me. I don't know. Yeah, we think Annie might be pregnant. Um, she's gotten wider on the back end, and uh, she's a little bitch. Her nipples are getting engorged, and she's gained a shit. Oh my god, she is fucking heavy. Her ass, and she's gotten lazy. She's like, I can't get on the bed by myself, Mom. Can you lift me up, please? Her ass is fucking heavy, and she's full of shit because she can totally get on the bed by herself. Yeah, no shit. She's getting dragged down the road penniless. <laughs> but uh, Wix came over today and helped me put a chicken wire roof on the pepper garden. So thank you very much, Wix, because there's no fucking way I ever could have done that myself. It definitely took four hands. Yes. Seamus isn't necessarily a rapist, but I think that's probably why halfway through her eat heat, Annie said, uh, fuck you, don't come near me anymore and started snapping because I think he slipped it in there. She was like, oh shit, that hurts. No more of that. Because like halfway through her heat, all of a sudden she just went to 
don't come anywhere fucking near me. We thought we were good. Truth be told, nah, that ain't the point. Yeah, no. Yes, yes, Annie is going to have some baby Seamus talk. <coughs> Dang off. Fuck off. Ooh, what? Dangoff said this guy cre- can't create a sentence without using profanity. Pathetic. You're pathetic. Fuck off. Enjoy. Yep. You're in the wrong chat, dickhead. I'll let everybody else deal with you. I don't need to. Exactly. Uh, Griff. Sparkles was great. Wix, Wix can attribute that. Um, Sparkles is the biggest asshole. Sparkles is such a fucking bully. It's ridiculous. She was like almost on the ground laughing because this little furry rooster was chasing all the big roosters around. It was absolutely hysterical. Right, Wix? So fucking funny. He's such a bully. He's half the size of the, the next smallest rooster. We're not sure yet. We think Seamus figured it out. We're yeah, hoping. We, we think. We think. We're not sure. We will find out. Though. Although I did get a text message from the vet today saying, we haven't seen your dogs for a while. You should bring them in just for a checkup. And I was like, maybe I should. So, of course, they're going to be like, well, we need to give them their vaccines. And I'll be like, sorry, I can't afford that. Nope. Not giving her vaccines while she's pregnant. Not giving her vaccines ever. But definitely not while she's pregnant. So, yeah. Sparkles is definitely sparkly. Oh my God, he is. Quite comical. Running like running around like a trans rooster himself. Quite comical. Griff, I will absolutely send you some pictures of Sparkles. He's hysterical. So. Um, you know what? I'm going to do this one real quick before we get into the. Since... I thought you were going to get off the rails. I am. With the next. Uh... Oh, don't worry. I am. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm. I totally am. This kind of is. Uh, that's this one. Here you go. A lot of homesteaders talking lately about how they're born the wrong time, and I got to disagree. You see, I think nature has a way of repairing itself when things are broken. I think things have been kind of broken for a while. If you grow and can your own food, if you keep chickens and livestock, if you try to be self-sufficient, you're moving towards a way of life that's simpler and makes more sense. And I don't think you were born in the wrong time at all. I think you're exactly what this time needs. As a matter of fact, I think our time's just beginning. Don't you? How is that not off? That's not off the rails. I mean, that. Yeah. It's true, it's though. Not, it's not really, but it I mean, is true. Yeah. Absolutely. We were not. We were born in exactly the right time. God, we are here for a reason. single one of us here for a reason. For a purpose. So here we go. Oh, and we got to drop the Red Pill Project. Yeah. I'm about to say, weren't you supposed to be that? Yep. Now? Red Pill Project. Peace. Adios, muchachos. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock for the good book on the Patriot Party podcast channels. And we'll be back tomorrow night.
545. For the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the regular show. And you can check out Liana on 905 on our channels or on her channels, either or. You can't miss them now. You got it. So check her out tomorrow. Bye, Red Pill Project. Later. Peace. All right. Next. Okay. All right. This is is interesting. It is. It is. Okay. It is. We shall see. Yeah, see what you guys think about this. First, you're brutal, right? now. Okay, but let let's tell me how the connection between aliens and the Nazis took place. When did all this start? Well, let me let me begin. <laughs> this is really. I'm telling you, Joe. This is a real deal. I believe you. This is. You ask who are they? It's people who are psychically, genetically available to interface in this incredibly diverse universe with all these dimensions above and below and all around us with consciousnesses. And the truth is no energy is ever destroyed. It all continues on. The truth is our bodies, this is a fact, are a communal hive organism of all of our ancestors and all of their race memories, but not in just some compressed epigenetic system. It's beyond that. It's an electrochemical antenna. They've proven this, that connects to higher and lower dimensions. So our body suit, because our, 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 our predecessors wouldn't put us in a position without giving us a bodysuit that is them. Our families are loving us. They're holding us. They're wrapped all around us. Their strength, their will, their bad, their good, their sins, the good things they did, the battles they won, the battles they lost, the woman they loved, the, the man they loved. It's all in us, all these people. It's why we're able to look into so many things and have so many different experiences. And so all the shaman, all the ancient religions, everybody says there are the good ones and there are the bad ones and the, and people are interfacing. So you say, where does it begin? From the Tibetans to the Mesoamericans, to the Egyptians, to the Druids, to every ancient society describes the same thing. There are bad things that look like elves that have horns when they show you who they really are. And there are good things, but they don't contact you unless you contact them. And then they, they're almost not even concerned with what you're doing. I never bought into this, looked into it. But then I began to think about what did I hear when I was a kid? What did I see? What was coming out in government documents? What was being admitted? When I read all these books about World War II and the Nazis and Hitler obsessed with the Dalai Lama and the Tibetans and what they were able to do without drugs to interface with this and all the rituals they would do and how they would believe that beyond the ether, like at Skull and Bones, it's a German death cult, they do rituals and take drugs to talk to the goddesses. Well, they're just appearing as, you know, sexy, beautiful women. It's whatever you want as these spirit guides, because lower entities will come in and violate your free will. God and his angels, which are below him, will not get involved in your everyday life. They will not manipulate your free will unless you ask them in. But then the devil masquerades as an angel of light. So we're on this planet, the third dimension, which is a launch pad to all the other dimensions below and above. The third dimension, all the mathematics shows, is is the primal sea of where all this happens. And the earth's like an egg. And we've got all this potentiality. And God will send out a transmission for a larger plan, but evil is willing to come in. And what does it say? Demoralize. Get rid of children. Don't have kids. Humans are bad. You'll be, we'll be better once you're all gone. And it's because it's their operational mission for whatever reason that we'll understand later what's going on. So the Nazis, if you get the deep literature, they believed they were basically seancing and, 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 and being possessed by entities that, I mean, it was before the Nazis. For whatever reason, it was the Germans that this happened to and the Swiss. 
like they didn't discover LSD in the 30s. These these people were running the psychology departments. They were interfacing with the occult. They were involved in all this crazy stuff. And it was all about their power and how great they were going to be. And they, the Germans were seduced and they were seduced because they had high IQs. But more than that, they were psychically connected to each other and would work like robots. The this Chinese and the EU want robots to replace us because they'll follow orders. And the Chinese are very conscious when they're conscious, but they're also very robotic. But the Germans are just as robotic. So this entity system picked Germans as his attempt, even in World War One, World War Two, and it was manipulating the Brits as well, and offering them technologies, but two different paths. One was social control and all this other stuff with the Brits. The other was high-tech weapons, uh, systems, interdimensional with the Germans. And so whoever these players are, and you can dial into it, it's very dangerous. They're manipulating the British arm versus the German arm, and then they've got the Chinese arm that's almost seen as like their robot army, and, 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 and so when you study it, the globalists go to these events and they take bigger and bigger doses of drugs. They do electroshock. Uh, if you go back to owners of Time Life books, didn't work just in the 20s and 30s in the LSD and, and other hallucinogens and apothecary. They were getting electroshock. They were, they, were, they were having people turn their heart off to like try to communicate with these things, to try to be dominant and get that. So you go back thousands of years, Merlin, you know, the archetypal or, 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 or these magicians or these, these wizards are taking drugs in these temples and interfacing with these palantirs, these crystal balls, which aren't really crystal balls. It's their psychic focus of an interdimensional connection while they're on drugs looking into glass to then be able to see the future and understand what's happening to give them temporal power over this planet. But like the Bible tells you, any pharmacia or any of that always leads to destruction because only evil is going to come through that way. So we're basically have these light sockets. We can't jack into the higher unless it's our free will. And that takes time. We jack in to the evil. So you can jack into evil. You can't jack into good right away. So it's quicker. It's easier. Like Yoda says about Darth Vader, quicker, easier, more seductive. And so then I remember being a kid and, and, and my parents, they don't really get mad about this. It's whatever. They didn't even know what they were hearing at the time, but they had friends that they knew at UT that were involved in research projects. And then, and then they were and every, and nine times out of 10, I heard about research projects in San Francisco. UT has some, MIT has a lot and shot me anytime you want, but this was in like the 60s. They had virtual reality gloves where you'd put them on and put goggles on and you'd go into stuff that looked like the holodeck from Star Trek 20 years before it existed. And they were doing surgeries and all this. And they would do empathy loads where they'd say, we need the public because we're so weak because the West is so strong. People haven't had trauma. So they sold them low level. Oh, we're going to create trauma. Like when you go to Mars, you're not getting any gravity. So your heart's no good when you get there. Who's organizing all this? Well, they don't tell you. They go, oh, it's a special class you've been adopted to. So in the 60s, they had gloves. So there's a special class of people that are organizing all this shit for It's the what? highest scores. But is it for, for, for what purpose? Well, you don't know. Financial gain, social status. Jack Parsons. Uh, was he Jet a Propulsion Laboratory, Alistair Crowley, Devil Worship? Exactly. Alistair okay, Crowley, so wait a minute. So you're saying Alistair Jack Crowley over a hundred years ago? Listen to this. Goes How to the crazy is this? And the aliens give the point. The, 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 <laughs> guy, the founder well, of JPL, awesome. Jack Parsons. <sighs> have you heard this before? No, I just can't believe I, I didn't want to have Alex on the podcast. No, but did have I'm you ever heard Let me finish. Just let me finish. Just let me say no, this. No. I'm not trying to take over, but it's, it's two years ago, but I'm not bullshitting you. Okay, I'm telling you this. This stuff. I don't believe in this. Okay, there it is, right there. This was patented in 1957. It's a VR machine. Exactly. No, exactly. That's so, crazy. 
So That's I've amazing. talked to people, not just family. Holy shit. And I, gives I, you wind, vibration, aroma, stereo sound, color, motion, wide vision, and 3D, three-dimensional. But let me tell you, they wore a mask in the 60s and 70s that was already, like you see, like paper-thin TV screens. Mm -hmm. And it was already, I talked to them, they said, there's no way this was human technology. So you've seen these foldable phones? Yeah. Yeah, I think the aliens have already taken over Samsung and Huawei. Yeah, Do you think the aliens are taking over Samsung? Do they have any something to do with Samsung? Well, obviously, that's what I'm telling you is the, the Pentagon isn't worried about what astronauts. What is all this, Jamie? This is the patent. Wow. And notice that's the, what you said, the 60s? Uh, I believe 1957. So, so notice that's exactly what you're being. That's what my dad told me. That's he, what our HTC yeah, Vive looks like that we have like in the now. Today, <laughs> today. So, so see, Joe, this is big. My dad didn't tell me this. Until he saw Endgame and he said, no, son, we had virtual reality goggles and we had CD-ROM and we had things. And then something else happened and I, I'm not at liberty to get into it, but I was shown three years ago what the University of Washington was doing under Bill Gates. And this is in the 90s. What were they doing? What do you do? They, they, they don't even know what they're being given. It's intravenous. So you think it's some sort of. Alien intervention type shit, dude. They, they, they. To get even deeper, they turn your heart off for five minutes, and they pump oxygen into your blood. And you're in the meetings. I've talked to people that are involved. I mean, top scientists, and you're in the meetings with freaking aliens. Elves is the main group, but they're like, so by shutting your heart off, it makes you have that psychedelic experience by keeping blood in your oxygen. It keeps you alive. Well, well, well let's explain. Okay. The heart goes out. The right. body thinks it's dead. Right. So you can stay in longer. I don't right. know all the science behind it. I understand. But let's explain this. Lucky when you've I taken DMT or ayahuasca 200 times, like most are astronauts and test pilots aren't flying planes. Those are robots now. It's all mind war. So these dudes are like, it stops working once you've taken it hundreds of times. So then they start taking their most psychic people who are able to do this and they turn their heart off. Hmm. And then they put them into these these events, and and it's like the things the aliens tell them. They come out and they tell scientists, and it works. So, like what kind of shit? They didn't tell. Let me tell you, you get killed for this stuff, Joe. This is not the way thing they want me off the air. Because when I finally figured this out, because I never touched aliens, I kind of knew the whole thing already. Here's what I'm telling you about: when I was a kid, eight, nine, whatever it was, this one, this lady would come over that had known known my parents since UT and was involved, and she'd talk about. Yeah, we call it the Psychedelic Research Institute or whatever the name was, but it's really a CIA deal. And, you know, we just can't find people that can handle it. They're going in. The elves want this. And the elves want us to basically reduce population and agree to these certain plans. And, and, and it's all of dehumanization. And they call them the elves. It's clockwork elves. And, and they're like, yeah. And, and, my, and, and I'm listening to my parents. You're like seven, eight years old. Like, they don't think you're listening, talking about, well, this is what the elves want. And this is what they're going to do. And the thing is, it's not my parents aren't that special. You go out to San Francisco. That it's all there is, dude. It's a cult, man. You all these guys you know from San Francisco, dude. You look at look at the head of Google or YouTube or freaking Apple. He's on TV. Tim Cook and his eyes are this big under lights, man. These guys are on stuff that like nobody even knows. What do you think they're on? Stuff they've been given. I mean, I know people at UT. They won't tell me specifically, but I was telling like you know, the dude who owns YouTube. Who's that guy? What's his name? Maybe it's a girl, you sexist pig. No, no, oh, nobody it's like he's him. It's, 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 it's Alphabet. Alphabet's the parent company. Maybe it's a Zur. 
take 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 Pachari. Tell one dude there's not like a Jack Dorsey of YouTube. Take 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 no? take Sundar Pachari. He goes in Congress. I'm there. He's the CEO of YouTube. He's the CEO of Google. Google, sorry. And he's literally on TV going, "We never fix the result. We don't spy on anybody. There is no surveillance." And you've got all these old white men. And I'm not saying white men to be trendy. It's all a bunch of old dumbass white men and a couple of dumbass old Mexican and black ladies. They're all dumb. Whatever color they are, going. So you don't spy on it or control it. Meanwhile, their own prospectus to their shareholders is how they control it all. And how they're going to deliver maximum profit. And, and and Sundar's like, yes, it is true. We have never controlled the search result. And it's just I'm just listening to pure lies. Meanwhile. This guy's only the front guy of Eric Schmidt, and God knows what they're into. They're, I mean, has it been proven that Google does something to to alter search results? Uh, I'm asking because I don't know. I'm not asking to fuck with you. Uh, 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 yeah, no, no. What did they do? Google itself is about if you pay them, they put your results at the top. Just like Facebook. Okay, well, that's definitely altering search results. So what he said was not true. If they, if you can pay, it's like saying water ain't wet, Joe. <clears throat> I know you know all this stuff. No, 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 no. I don't know that. I don't know that. No, this. No, I don't know that. Well, don't you know, know now because it's been proven in court. But beyond all that, the whole alien thing. Well, let's back up. Dimensional beings. Interdimensional beings. Yes. Starting with the Nazis. Well, we've often we've the often Vril, espoused the Vrilia, the Thule Society. We've often espoused that we thought that all of it was possibly just an interdimensional rift, you know, like somebody on one side of the dimensions pissed off on other people on the other side. So that type of shit. What what was the uh so he was talking about the the looking glass essentially? No, no, no. He said he used a name. Um a name that I, I knew of. Uh, if you've <clears throat> been in the military in the last 20 years and you knew somebody either involved with or um, around intelligence, they may have used this name before. And it was called the Palantir system. For the longest time, I, I, I've always known what Palantir stood for. Palantir, if you're not aware, is a looking glass. It is the same thing that a witch or a gypsy or a truth sayer or a future teller would sit behind. It is your classic ball over a pedestal. Okay. And the pedestal is made specifically for the ball. And as you're sitting there, the Palantir, that's what it's called. It's called the Palantir. That would fuck with men's minds. It specifically says that that's exactly what it's supposed to do. A witch would specifically use it to fuck with men's minds. So I never put the two together. But if you think about the Palantir system, I am not going to go into the specifics of it because I don't think I can. Um, so I'm just going to leave it at that. But if you go into the specifics and how we used it and what it was capable of, um, it, it's kind of fucking freaky that that's the name they chose for it. Is it? though? No, not really. Not now. 
Now, back him- then, yes. If you if I, if you had laid those facts out for me back then, yes, that would have been freaky. Now, no, it's not. Nothing's freaky anymore. Yeah, now it's just like, all right, I'm already ready for whatever's to come. So let's do this already. I'm I'm tired of. I'm not about the foreplay. Let's, you know, I'm always the one that walks up to chicks and bars and says, "Hey, you want to fuck?" Because that was my deal. I was like, "Hey, let's get rid of all the bullshit." Seriously, if you want to do it, you're willing to walk out the door now with me. If you, you're going to wait three hours for, what, four drinks that are lukewarm and suck and conver- conversations and that's just worthless. So, and three years ago there, he said that God and his angels weren't getting involved yet. Now they are. That was three years ago. That was three years ago. Now they are most definitely getting involved. Tons and of motherfucker. Not, yeah, it really is. It really is. Um. Yeah. And this is uh, part of it. That was all a little mind bending, but not really if you think about it, because we've been there for a hot minute. Mind bending, that is. Oh. But yes, this is all part of it because um, if Alex Jones was right and. Uh, which he was, he's been right about a bunch of shit. I mean, about I'm sorry. A lot of he shit. He kind of called a lot of a lot of this crap long before we ever did. And he was espousing this shit long before we ever were. So I can't say that I didn't believe what he believed back then, but I can definitely tell you it doesn't sound so crazy now, does it? If Alex Jones was right and and most politicians are controlled by aliens and that most of our technology is alien technology. It would explain how they get away with everything that they get away with. What was the one that always made, like, I, I forget the movie. Maybe you guys can help me out with this. Um, there was a movie where there was a guy, he had a problem with Velcro. It was like one of those 1980s movies that was really fucking weird. It was, it was about like the government controlling everybody. And this guy was like tuned into it. And his biggest thing was like the, his trigger was Velcro. He could not have anybody with any Velcro around him because he said, that's alien technology. That's not even real. They're not even supposed to bind together like that. It's fake. That's scary. That's some scary shit. He's like, I don't want any Velcro near me. So everything, like if anything had any Velcro, like he had shoes with the tongue, you know, those, those old kangaroo things. And they were tied in knots because he cut all the Velcro. (laughs) I can't remember the name of the movie for the life of me. I've been trying to find it forever, but it was the funniest shit in the world. But yeah, seriously, what if that's the case? I mean, it would make sense. Alien technology being controlled by interdimensional beings. God hasn't intervened till now. Why did God wait so long? It wasn't bad enough yet. That could be. Well, you know what? Here, you know what? Here's the answer to your question before we get to this. Well, that's pretty dark. So I thought that would just. No, 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 no. I just teed that up nicely. No, there's, there's one that's darker. Because I'm good like that. Here you go. No, I sent this to you. This was me being nice. I know. I sent you a, an olive branch of peace. Told you that I'm still behind you. I know. In the United States, the Supreme Court has ruled that vaccinated people worldwide are products 
They are now patented goods. According to US law, which can be verified, people who have been vaccinated no longer qualify as humans, and therefore they can no longer be categorized as human beings. In essence, this means that those vaccinated are no longer subject to national or international law. Since 2013, all people vaccinated with genetically modified mRNAs are legally transhuman and legally identified as transhuman, then uh, they no longer enjoy any human or other rights of a state. This applies worldwide because GenPoint technology patents are under US jurisdiction and law where they were registered. So yes, this exists, but it is yet another form of dividing all of us from each other. And um, I certainly address all people. I address the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. And uh, we're all in this together. And uh, our hope is that we can retain humanity uh, in whatever way we can as this huge uh, onslaught uh, that we were not prepared for. We kept believing in the mainstream media, which convinced us that it was in far in the future when really it was being set up all around us. For the last 20 to 25 years, the geoengineering piece has been a huge part of this setup. And it's been going on and we've all believed the mainstream media account that it's about weather, it's about climate change, it's about global warming, it's about carbons, and none of it was true. It is entirely about preparing for a transhumanist race. Okay, that was weird. Holy shit. What did you... Like, you didn't feel everything shake there? No. Nope, Ooh, sure didn't. That was fucking weird. Yeah, no, yeah, you're... Oh, you, you thought you were humans. Oh, no, you're not humans. No, oh, no. Not no. if you got the jab. Not if you got the jab. You're, you, you got the jab. Yep. I didn't get the jab. Can't prove it, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, they'll have to test you and see if your DNA has been reverse transcribed with the Pfizer spike protein, and then you are no longer human. You're cattle. Damn. Good luck with that one. Your free will has been taken I'm away. I'm a porcupine. I identify as a porcupine. Mm-hmm. Why, why is it that of 200 countries in the world, only two of them allow pharmaceutical advertisements on TV? Hmm. I don't know. Why is that? I don't know. Oh, because they own everything. There oh, you go. I, I know that. I, I, I know Money. why. Money. They own everything. Money. Check this out. So you know who the third one is that's keeping cable in business? Pharma. Pharma. Do you know what percentage of every dollar uh, on sponsorship and ads cable TV gets from pharma? What percentage is from pharma? Percentage for every dollar, percentage. So think about movie commercials, you know, car commercials, clothing commercials, all these different companies that do commercials, so many industries. Something that do ridiculous like 70%. It's 75%. You're right. 75%. So check this out. Watch how crazy this is. Watch how crazy this is. Okay. How is that even legal to do that? Can you, while I'm doing this, just on your phone, Google, what percentage of 
pharma cable advertisement. It's going to come up saying 75%. Now watch this, 75%, right? Stay with me here. So now we have to answer the question, is it moral to advertise getting more people taking drugs? Okay, what's wrong with that? It's their choice. They got to do it. No problem. So then why is it out of nearly 200 countries in the world, only two of them allow pharmaceutical companies to advertise on TV and the other 198 don't? Who are the two countries? U.S. and New Zealand. Why? Wait, wait, wait. I don't know. You mean to tell me Germany doesn't allow? Nope. You mean to tell me China, Japan? Nope. Not even Venezuela? No. Damn, that's Canada? crazy. No, no, only two countries. Yes. Why? I don't get it. Because they allow it. 75%. 75%. Yeah. Yeah. How about that one? Mm-hmm. What? <sighs> and don't forget that the Democrats were the original anti-vaxxers. Deep-rooted. This is deep-rooted corruption, folks. The only way you get rid of of this, you have to burn this out. It's the only way. Other anchors on different networks uh, questioning whether vaccines are good or bad for you. I understand the hesitancy you wanted. Listen, I was hesitant. When Donald Trump was out there controlling the CDC and controlling the FDA and manipulating them and making them put out falsehoods, anybody rational was hesitant. Do I read you to say you would be hesitant to receive the vaccine if it were approved by the end of the year? I'm going to, yes, I would be hesitant. We can't trust the president uh, and take his word and take a vaccine that might cause harm to us. Well, Biden blamed platforms like Facebook for the misinformation. Yeah. Is that, is, do you think he's right? I do, I do. If and when the vaccine comes, and it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be, and the trials that are needed to be done. Is the Biden campaign saying essentially if a vaccine comes out before election day, it shouldn't be trusted? Who's gonna take the shot? Who's gonna take the shot? But if Donald Trump tells us I should ta- that we should take it, I'm not taking it. You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. They now say it's okay. I'm joined now by New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. I don't trust the president, and I don't trust the FDA. Here's a vaccine. It was new. It was done quickly. But trust this federal administration and their health administration that it's safe. We will need to have access to the vaccine results so we can make our independent assessment to make sure that Donald Trump's uh, fingerprints are not on it. We cannot take for granted this process will be. Uh, scratches out, by the way. I know you are all already aware. She cut me off before I could say it before. Thanks, babe. All you have to say is you're being long-winded. Shut up. Mm-hmm. You don't have to cut me off. Boys, did y'all uh, make up in the chat over here? Right? I, I don't know what you guys were arguing about, Sparky. You know you're a cunt. And Leo, you know you're an asshole. And you know you both identify as that. So what's the problem? <laughs> Twats all the way around. When someone calls you on it, seriously, what's the problem? We're all twats. No big deal. You're all twats. All right. But I want to say, you know, a lot of those people that were um, then trying to force you to get the jab after Biden came into office were were on, on some of these Epstein lists, files, documents. Their names are certainly dropped in a lot of places. Weird. Right? 
Will we get any sort of retribution for all of the horrible criminality that Jeffrey Epstein committed with the most elite people in America? Well, before you get to retribution, I still want to get to more facts. Right, I think probably what you see in recent days, I suspect has the qualities of a deflection to it. Why the limited release? Why the partial release? The government should just tell us everything they know. I mean, what are the actual hard facts? Not just the external, but the internal about contend with what Jeff Epstein's brother had to say, contend with prior facts that have been reported. Just tell us the truth. And I think if I'm president, from this issue, from the Jeffrey Epstein client list to the truth of what really happened from 9-11 to January 6th, to how our money's being spent in Ukraine, to the Nashville transgender shooter manifesto, you name it. We deserve a government that tells the people the truth again. Will we Alex, I got that one, huh? Well, mm -hmm. Yeah, only, that, he and Vivek were the only ones out in Iowa because there's, <laughs> there's like fucking 12 feet of snow on the ground. No, I'm kidding. They got between 10 and 12 inches, I think. Um, right now, there's none. I mean, I'm looking right down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see grass back there. Yeah, so, no, I know. Just, let's not be drama queens here. Right? No, that's what exactly. I, I, I got saying. you. I that's got what you. they were saying. You know, uh, Laura Loomer got kicked out of two events. First, she got kicked out of Nikki Haley's event. Then she got kicked out of Ron DeSantis' event. Yeah. Like, she got tickets to their events and then they called the cops on her and had her removed. And then apparently some 18 year old kid, 13. No, he was 18. Got kicked oh, out today. Well, the first one I heard because about he was, was associated with Laura Loomer and he was there asking questions and they kicked him out too. And he's like, you're going to throw me out in a snowstorm. I mean, you got there in a snowstorm. You're going to leave sometime. It's still going to be snowing. So yeah, they're going to throw you out in a snowstorm, dude. Guy was like, this is a private event. This is a closed restaurant. It's not open to the public. You're not welcome here. Get the fuck out. Guy's like, but it's snowing outside. I mean, it was snowing when you got there. You live in Iowa, right? He's trying to troll. Come what on. the fuck do you expect? He's trying to troll. I know. He's just doing a horrible job. It was very funny, though. He's just doing a horrible job. It was ridiculous. It is kind of funny, though, that they're throwing these people out of these events. I thought they were all about transparency, all about being open to the public. No. Come on, Ron. Wait, where's your transparency? Come on, Nikki. You told us you were going to be the most transparent thing that fucking anybody's ever seen. Well, let me tell you something. If you were that transparent, we would never see you. But you're not that transparent. The fact is, you're just as fake as all the rest of the fucks out there. However, in listening to what Vivek just said there, for anyone that watched the good book with me this morning and heard Brother Matt's message, that vision that he had about the dark-haired man who would tell the truth, bring out the truths. Does that bring anything to bring anyone to mind? As soon as I saw that clip earlier today, after having watched, I was like, motherfucker, is Vivek the Antichrist? If he, if you he somehow, that, didn't you? I did. If if he comes up, one of them. if he comes up to be president, like if they kill Trump and Vivek sweeps the presidency, I'm telling you right now that he is anti -Christ. anti Christ. He will bring out the truth, and everyone will rally behind him, and everyone will love him. Where he gets, but put remember up as, uh, VP. Remember where he gets put up as VP, and then they kill Trump. Yeah, uh, and remember that he owns a company that provided lipid nanoparticles to the shots so just saying just saying throwing it out there look these are the facts just saying nothing but the facts ma'am nothing but the facts leo you don't cause any problems it's entertainment
<laughs> Everything here is for entertainment purposes. Only. 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 Anyhow. Next. Uh, oh, well, this is back on the Laura Epstein. Luma. No, no, Epstein. Oh, no, this is Epstein, yeah. That's right. If there's an illegal arms deal, then you charge both both entities, right? There's the dealer, and then there's the people buying, and the dealer wouldn't have any – the dealer needs a customer. The customer is also committing a crime. It's all illegal, and so you 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 sanction both of them, or you you blow both of them – you know, like you go after both of them militarily, depending on what the trade is, even if it's just a drug deal. The using of the drugs is also illegal. The drug dealer has no – they have no business unless there's a user, Right. And maybe he creates the user uh, through those practices. Either way, the user is a part of that transaction and deserves to also be charged in order to shut the entire thing down, right? Yeah, exactly right. And uh, it, there's actually another Clinton connection here. I mean, when Bill Clinton was president, uh, it, his Department of Justice, it was Eric Holder, the deputy attorney general at the time, came. he basically set it up so that all of the big fish will never fry uh, whether it's this or other huge scandals. If you wonder why the big mm. fish never seem to get caught, they never seem to fry, it's because Eric Holder, when he was in the uh, President Clinton administration, he drafted this memo that reigns supreme at DOJ to this day. It's called the Collateral Consequences Memo. And this memo, I mean, it cannot be overstated how bad this thing is. What it basically said, and it's the policy at the Justice Department, is if the collateral consequences, if the, if the consequences of prosecuting someone uh, have big ripple effects and it can and take down the system. I mean, you were talking about it earlier. The whole system, this could bring down the whole system. And yes. so the collateral consequences memo that Eric Holder drafted uh, says that if the, the consequences could bring down the system, it's best not to prosecute. And so you can bet that that memo is actually what prevents the DOJ in a lot of ways saying, well, it's actually best that we sweep this under the rug. We'll give immunity agreements. You see this uh, like when Hillary Clinton's emails come out and uh, all of her staff have to testify against her. They give them immunity agreements and everybody gets hit with an immune agree immunity agreement. And so the DOJ and the FBI, they find out what's going on. They gain the control and the leverage over people, but then they never prosecute. And so that memo needs to be thrown out uh, so that we can really bring down the system in a lot of ways. The corrupt, rotten, decaying system. I've heard I've heard of this. It's up on it's up on screen right now. Um, I've 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 heard of this. I need to go in harder on this memo. You're exactly right. Like what? So this was written during the Clinton era by Eric Holder. Remarkable. And then this, of course, uh, applies to the Bidens. This, of course, applies to to so the elites can do whatever they want. This is this literally is the protection of the elites, and they go after Donald Trump for literally not recycling his soda pop can his can of Diet Coke because he's not one of them. He didn't engage in these immoral practices. He wasn't part of the club. He helped put, he's the only guy who put Jeffrey Epstein in prison, right? He like helped the lawyer to put him in jail. And so that's why they go, there's no collateral consequences for going after Trump. That's what you can deduce from this. Yeah, exactly right. It's basically during the Clinton administration, they wrote a perpetual endless get out of jail free card for themselves with no expiration date. And yeah, I mean, Donald Trump is a threat to the system. So he must be prosecuted. He must yes. be taken out. Wow. He's like a, like a virus and the entire system is a, an immunity system. Uh, you know, it's like an immune system attacking mm -hmm. the virus, uh, mm -hmm. not to call Donald Trump a virus, but uh, you know, it works like that. They are all from the media to Hollywood, to corporate America, to both parties. They are attacking him 
with like relentless force because he's a threat to their system. Incredible. You've heard that before. This that's not the first time you've ever heard that. I've already talked about that. I talked about that two years ago. I said almost exactly the same thing word for word. As a matter of fact, it wouldn't surprise me if that asshole didn't go snipe that for me because I said the same thing, brought up the same exact memo, said that that was the same problem, said that that was one of my first initial examples of corruption, of true unadulterated corruption. That memo stops the DOJ from seeking any prosecution against anybody that would topple the system. It's literally a slap on you against, oh, you, oh, don't try not to do that again. What do you think happened with Clinton's emails and the server at her house and the destruction of the server at her house and the admitted destruction of close to 50 Blackberries and all sorts of hard drives and shit? What do you think happened to her? It happened to her and that memo kicked in. From 1999, again, Eric Holder, husband. Eric Holder was the department was the Department of Justice lead. Come on, this is like it's obvious what is going right. I mean, isn't it? I can see it. I it happened under her husband. She is now running for president. She gets fucking sniffed out for all this other shit, and she goes, but 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 but. 1999. You can't touch Eric me. Eric Holder signed this. You can't touch me. I'm sorry. Our memos laws. They're right no. up there with mandates, aren't they? Yes. And um. And who and who codes by that? Terrorist. Tyranny. tyranny. That's he. That's it. Uh, codes and this um, is ridiculous bullshit. And yeah, that's, that's this is not freedom. No. This is obviously been planned. All of it. I, I don't know how else to not show you that this has been planned. They and knew now, this was going to happen. So uh, it, you heard Melania's mother died. Yes. Right. And so Trump actually asked if he could, they could delay the closing arguments. Correct. For tomorrow's trial because uh, to be with his wife, because her mother just died. Correct. And the judge said, fuck no, get your ass into court. Yep. Of course, if his mother-in-law died, I mean, he'd probably be dancing on her grave, but, you know. I was about to say, it would probably be a sacrifice. He probably already killed her, but, you know. <laughs> Done. Not. He is Jewish, not isn't he? His mom. But, yes, the I judge. believe. The yeah, judge. Yeah, exactly. I believe he is. Just, you know, based off that clip that we watched yesterday. Anyway, uh, but. <laughs> God, you're such <laughs> and I get yelled at for my my language. No. I get yelled at for my fucking language, <sighs> just because I use acronyms at a very high uh -uh. speed, and people can't understand it. Fuck, fucking just rolls out my mouth. Look, I use it as a comma. I just tell the truth. Fuck. I just say it in a way that most people can't handle. Exactly. That's all. But here you go. Some breaking news in Donald Trump's New York civil fraud trial. Sources tell CNN that lawyers for the former president had discussions with Judge Engeron on allowing Trump to speak in his defense during closing arguments tomorrow. That's right. But we've now learned that the judge does not expect Trump to speak in the court because Trump failed to comply with the preconditioned terms by uh, the deadline. He wouldn't agree to them. This is what we've learned. His attorney said he would not agree to them. CNN's Kara Scannell with us now. Tell us about this. What were these terms and why wouldn't the former president agree to them? 
So, Brianna and Boris, this was a highly unusual request to begin with, that the former president wanted to speak as part of his team's closing arguments in the case. And the judge said that, you know, it was unusual, but he would allow Trump to do it because he had the most to lose in this case. And it's not before a jury. The judge himself will make the final decision in this. So he said Trump can do it, but he has to comply with the order, which is he has to make closing arguments. He can't testify. He can't try to introduce new evidence. He can't start com campaigning. And he can't just talking start talking about irrelevant matters. And he said he wants Trump to agree to that before he starts speaking in court, as well as in advance. And so Trump's team came back and said that Trump wouldn't agree to that because he he shouldn't be restricted in saying what he wants to say. Now, if you remember when Trump testified, he went off script. He started um, speaking, of the, essentially turning the campaign, the witness stand into a podium where he was campaigning. And the judge had to try to rein him in, telling Trump's attorney then, you need to control your client or I will. So the judge saying, if Trump won't agree to these terms, he's, he's going to cut him off. He's not going to let him speak. And if he violates his gag order, he's going to have him escorted out of the courtroom and find no less than $50,000. So Trump's team saying that he would not agree to these terms and the judge having extended this deadline for them several times because they were having some issue getting in contact with Trump. He, he said, ultimately, take it or leave it now or never. Trump's team had until noon today to respond. They did not. So at 12-12, Trump, uh, the, the judge had informed Trump's team by email that he was not going, he's not expecting him now to speak because he did not agree to comply with these terms. Uh, we have not heard anything um, officially from the Trump camp in terms of whether they're going to try to reopen this. But Trump's attorney, Alina Habas, said, is anyone surprised anymore? They have already signaled that they're going to appeal this decision. Boris, Brianna? Tara Scannell, thanks so much for that reporting. Uh, let's get some analysis now. With I, no one gives a fuck about I, your analysis. I, I, I think, well, if you can't see that this is just a political farce, I, I think about this, folks. Why is it that Donald Trump, they chose to do this in front of a judge instead of doing this in front of a jury? Why, why did the prosecution move for that? Why do you, why do you think? Because, because if they got a jury, everybody would have voted for Trump. Mm -hmm. Everybody would have voted for acquittal of Trump. That's why. Yep. They can't do that. They're trying to do that right now. In the, the Washington case, in the D.C. case, they're attempting to do that right now in the D.C. case. Remove a jury from it and make this just a bench trial. It, folks, they can't do that. I, I think, and Trump's still pushing for a jury trial. He's I pushing understand. for a jury trial here. He's pushing for a, a jury, jury trial in Fulton. He's also pushing, well, now he's moving to dismiss the case. And I agree, he should move to dismiss all of these cases. Oh, yeah. Absolutely just move to dismiss all of them and say, no, I, I had immunity. Well, and he, and he does. He technically does have immunity. Yeah. He's absolutely right. I like this argument. This argument is actually based in the Constitution. He would have had to have been found guilty in the Senate, which he wasn't on either occasion. He was impeached for that, for him to lose that immunity. And he was never just like Clinton never was just, I mean, Clinton never was, and he was impeached. He was never found guilty in the Senate. He was impeached in the Congress. Yes, but he was not impeached in the Senate. Check this out. 
It's the opening of a Pandora's box, and it's a very, it's a very sad thing that's happened with this whole situation. Uh, when they talk about uh, threat to democracy, that's your real threat to democracy. And I feel that as a president, you have to have immunity. Very simple. That was former President Donald Trump making the case for presidential immunity. It was just a short time ago uh, when he made those remarks after arguments were heard in a D.C. courtroom today stemming from his election subversion case. Trump's legal team says his actions following the 2020 election were well within his official capacity as president. But special counsel Jack Smith argues Trump broke the law and tried to reverse his loss. Regardless of the outcome from today's hearing, the issue is expected to work its way up to the Supreme Court. Let's bring in now Jonathan Turley, a George Washington University law professor, constitutional law attorney, and a Fox News contributor, and also Carrie Kupak Urban, a Fox News legal editor and former counselor to Attorney General Bill Barr. Welcome to you both. Carrie, you were in that room today. Give us your top line thoughts and your takeaway from what you saw and heard. The former president was stoic. He was sitting at counsel's table. He was leaning forward. He was obviously paying very close attention to what was happening. And I thought one of the most compelling questions posed by the judges was actually to DOJ, where one of the judges asked, well, why will this not open up the floodgates if we reject your client's defense of immunity? In other words, if we say that the president is not immune from prosecution for official acts conducted while in office, how will this not become license for political enemies to prosecute each other upon leaving the White House? I thought that was a very good question and, and really one that gets to the heart of this issue. Jonathan, thank you very much for joining us as well. There was a, quite a remarkable exchange where the headline basically is reading that the former president's lawyer argued that presidents can order SEAL Team 6 to assassinate political rivals. This was a stunning exchange in the courtroom with Judge Pan and really quick before she gets into because that is really an important topic and I wanted to bring that up tonight anyway. Mm -hmm. Trump everybody's saying that Trump's lawyer answered it absolutely correct. First of all, understand what she just said is the narrative they want you to understand is that Trump's lawyer addressed this no. Trump's lawyer never said that. Trump's lawyer was addressed by a fucking blue judge, an Obama judge, that asked him a question. Her. Asked her a question. Said, are, so let me make sure I understand this. The president of the United States can order SEAL Team 6 to assassinate one of his political rivals. And every pundit out there was saying she answered it exactly. No, she did not. She absolutely did not. If she wanted to answer that correctly, what she should have said was, well, ma'am, if it's a U.S. person, no, he cannot order SEAL Team 6 to do that because of posse comitatus. However, if it is a political, if you're referring to a political rival outside the boundaries of this country, absolutely every day of the week and twice on Sunday. They've already done it. So and then Joe Biden let the cat out of the bag. And what do you know? Their helicopter blew up. Listen to me Crash, when whatever. I say this. OK, any mention of violence that you hear from today on out. OK, I want you to look at it like this. What are they going to do to Trump? Because it, any mention of MAGA violence or anything else, just replace the word MAGA with Democrat or liberal. 
projection all or the way. fascist because what they're talking about is what they're getting ready to do because they know they can't stop what's coming mm-hmm. yep nothing can stop what's coming all right let's go back to this and former president trump's attorney let's listen and play this out i asked you a yes no yes or no question could a president who ordered seal team six to assassinate a political rival who was not impeached would he be subject to criminal prosecution? If he were impeached and convicted first. And so, so your answer is, is, no. is My answer is qualified, yes. There's a political process that would have to occur under our, the structure of our Constitution, which would require impeachment and conviction by the Senate. In these exceptional cases, as the OLC memo itself points out from the Department of Justice, you'd expect a speedy impeachment and conviction. But what the founders were much more worried about than using criminal prosecution to discipline presidents was what uh, James Madison calls in Federalist Number 47, the, you know, the, the newfangled and artificial treasons. They were much more concerned about the abuse of the criminal process for political purposes purposes to disable the presidency from factions and political opponents. And of course, that's exactly what we see in this case. Is that the case, Jonathan? Can a, can a, a, a president under certain circumstances order the assassination of a political rival and receive immunity for it? I don't believe it is the case. Uh, you know, this was really, I think, very illustrative of how the argument went. It was a series of jump scares. Both sides uh, were presenting the, these parades of horribles that would come if you don't accept our, our, our argument. I think what was clear to me from the argument uh, was that uh, probably Trump's ar- uh, this argument of impeachment first, prosecution later is a dead letter with the panel. I don't believe that the judges agreed that you needed a conviction to ever prosecute a president. Uh, but there's still a lot of, of ambiguity there. The question is what the court described in Nixon versus Fitzgerald as the outer per- parameters of presidential authority or duties. And the question is, does this fit within that gray area? Because the, the Supreme Court and the, and the lower courts have struggled for this, and it's not clear. And, and so there's, there's legitimate debate here. I did not come away thinking the panel was likely to rule with the former president. At some points, they seem to be debating more as whether I'm going to use a sledgehammer or a a stiletto. I mean, they were arguing what is the best grounds for getting rid of this appeal. But, you know, we really don't know, and time will tell. But what is clear is that it won't take much time. Really interesting. Finally, Carrie, I'll get you. Uh, Now, really quick. With that, and my apologies, I thought it was the Alina Habas woman. You are right, though, it was a, a the guy John, John Tower. Yeah, John Let, Tower. Let's think about this for one second, though. What are they? And maybe some of you, you're going to have a problem with this, but do me a favor, think about this for one minute. What is the five D move here? If if Trump does this, right? He does. He, he at the same time opens Pandora's box. The opposite way. Wait, Mick, what are you talking about? Think about this for a second. Stop. Hear me out. Think about the end of this. Because if he says that I get immunity, guess who else gets immunity? Unless he's convicted by the Senate, which he won't be. Joe Biden. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So even if Biden gets impeached, if he doesn't get convicted by the Senate, we can't we still can't do anything to him 
Nothing can be done. Do you see how this is lining up that move down the road that after Trump is reelected in 24, if we actually make it there, that now he's not going to be able to go after Joe Biden because he's going to say, well, he's got immunity. Hmm. Except Joe Biden's crimes were before he was president. So presidential immunity wouldn't qualify. He had vice presidential immunity. He's going to claim that. He's going to claim active role in office, something along those lines. Mm, but it he, was the time between. He's going to say, I, I, it doesn't matter, babe. You know it as well mm. as I do. Every swinging dick in here knows it. There's nobody that believes that for one second because we've seen this play out. Yeah. We've seen other, for, in, for instance, the rule that got Clinton off the hook. I showed you that one even before that prick even said anything about it, about the same memorandum that got Clinton off the hook. And look what I was right about that one. Watch what happens with this one. Now we're serious, seeing it gearing up. What are they getting ready for? What are we not going to be able to do? They're going to kill Trump. And we're not going to be able to prosecute a fucking dick for it. Why? Because there's all these stupid rules in place. They're going to wait for him to fix, fix his pick his VP and they might even wait for him to go into office. Um, but I think it, it'll depend on who he picks as vice president to determine if they kill him before the election or after. This is just, I, I'm just saying That's this is, plan. it's so obvious. It's right there. Yeah. It's right there in front of our face and we can see it. Trump's setting something up. I, I don't know what it is, but there's something else going on here because there's no way he'd be pushing this hard for this if he knew he couldn't convict fucking Biden after the fact. If Trump's, as we say, going to save everybody, okay, well then, why is he setting this move up? Because it doesn't make sense if you're going to try and convict Biden. They're going to try, DJ. I, I just, one of those I mean, things we know of seven times that they've tried already. Rattles around in my brain. Just throwing it out there. Anyway, we got to get the fuck out of here. We do. Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow night, 545 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the regular show. You can check her out at 08 tomorrow morning for the good book. And uh, the lovely Liana comes on at 905. We will broadcast here as well as on our Rumble and Pilled. And you can check her out on both of her channels as well. Yep. Um, if you want to get your gold pills and all that, we don't do the gold pills or anything. So don't give us any. Give, mm -mm. Go over to her channel. And give we it just to her. give them all to her anyway. So either way... Um, we will see all fuckers back tomorrow night. Uh, have a great night and uh, enjoy. Yeah. Uh, for the Mick. And Lynn. Have a great night, fuckers. Talk to you later. Thanks for watching, y'all. Peace.
where's the line? Don't cross it. I got a red rider gun when I was three, so I don't run or hide from anything. Bitch, I'm a red, white, and blue collar boy from the south. The south. And you can fuck around and find out. Fuck around and 